All right, so this is the third song, and it's one that I chose called Young Man in America by Anais Mitchell. And it's also uh, by a singer-songwriter who is uh, from, I believe, Vermont or New Hampshire. Okay. She's up there somewhere. But um, well-known and uh, powerful songwriter, and both lyrically and musically. So this is it.
to me about this song boss oh boy uh it makes me cry it's uh dang yeah i don't know where do i start with it i could go to the beginning lyrics i think the song for me is um a powerful imagery of sort of a i assume a young man well, we have her description of why she wrote the song. Oh, maybe you want to read it? I'll read that, yeah. Um, this is coming from Genius.com. It's certainly influenced by the recession. The idea of a father who is a repo man came from seeing people turned out on the streets with their furniture. Other lines got thrown away. People unable to pay for medicine or spending Christmas on a Greyhound bus, there's the feeling There's a feeling the American is something of an orphan that we can't trust we're going to be taken care of. Yeah. So yeah, I think of that when I think of... I think of something like that. There's a lot of family imagery and growing up and finding your, your sense of place and belonging in the world, uh, or in this society, if you want to call it that. Um, a lot of like father, mother, you know, young men, and uh, he finds a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's these themes that um, that speak to me. Like for example, well, blowing in like a hurricane, everyone will know my name. Everyone will know my name. Blowing in, blowing up, shadow on the mountain top, on the mountain top, young man in America. I think of. Um, how a young a young man often in some especially one who doesn't feel like he belongs in the culture and society um, does have a sort of explosive almost desire there's this and I think I I think I understand some of that especially if you don't feel like you belong or that you are wanted then um, 
then your sort of aggression is um, probably triggered even more, which is an interesting thing, uh, given like what how we are in society lately. Um, there's this sort of all right, well, well, one thing I hear is like toxic masculinity. Have you heard of that? And down with the patriarchy and things like that. And I think of like what kind of message that's sending to young guys. Um, I don't think that it's necessarily that the message is, you know, young boys shouldn't be shouldn't be themselves. But that is a sub that is a unintended probably sub message that is communicated um just by virtue of com- commenting on how bad it is to be a masculine like or the, the masculinity can be toxic even just pairing the two things can can itself convey the sense of um that your masculinity no matter what it is even might be bad right yeah not that the masculinity could be made better, made acceptable right. by all. Right. We need to do away completely with it as yeah. as we know it. And I, I know that that phrase doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that, you know, toxic masculinity. But uh, when we, when what we hear about is just bad examples of men, and we don't talk about men as uh, good examples of men, what is a good example of a man? And I know it's hard when, you know, we got a president who's kind of a douchebag. Not even kind of, but you know what I mean? That, that sort of the, 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 the uh, pinnacle of what we consider to be our American image is probably the definition of toxic masculinity for a lot of people. That that's it's hard not it's hard to look to to have that and look at where are 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 our good examples mm-hmm. in society. Mm-hmm. Right. Even in the st- st- in the song, there's daddy uh, daddy didn't want me right. Yeah, and being explosive and destructive I, I can kind of hear it in the music itself there's like cracks and pops and sudden thumps and hits guitar this is where you're saying we need a good example of a father father shepherd us yeah Mm -hmm. is it like the metaphorical like archetypal father you know do we need that yeah this young man is encouraged by the way american culture works right now to earn and spend and be uh the best be a pinnacle be apex be Mm. an exemplar Right. Of success, and if yeah. you're not that, you're not working hard enough. Right. Yeah. Right. I want all other people, to, all others, to envy me. Mm-hmm. Right. When I'm in my bright colors and furs, clothes of many colors, 
I, I think yeah. of like, I think of, um, I think of just the human condition, just how we sometimes when, when we feel so listless and lost that we look to we look to whatever we can to fill this sort of void and sometimes that is your physical appearance and your clothing the very things you put on your body right Mm -hmm. Right. to to convey a sort of message or something about me that is desirable right when i'm unwanted how can i be desired desired and wanted So she brings up this topic. Does she leave us there to be wondering, or does she take us, uh, Anais Mitchell, take us somewhere and come to a conclusion? So we see that the young man comes out like a cannibal, like a hurricane, just thrust in, thrust out, go. He runs around with a black and uh, wandering eye. Was that the line, I think? Black and roving eye. Black and roving eye. Um, What's next? What what other trouble can I get into? Uh, Blown in like a hurricane. So, but then she brings in a girl. Maybe yeah. one day I'll climb the stairs with a golden girl, hold her hand like a sword and shield up against this lonely world. So- Maybe I climb the stairs with a girl of golden hair, hold her like a sword and shield up against this lonely world, up against the world. It's a lonely, lonely world for a yellow-headed girl and a young man. Seems like she's talking about... It's a lonely world. Yeah, the lonely world, but finding, com- combating against that lonely world by coupling up. Yeah, companionship. Mm-hmm. Right, but using her as a sword and shield. Hold her like a sword and yeah. shield. Like I'm using her to buffer the pain of this world. Mm-hmm. To me. Like she is my buffer. She yeah. doesn't... She doesn't um, there's not a sense of rec- reciprocity in that. So I, I would say that in this song there isn't that much hope. I'm getting say, that. I would say yeah. that, that it, it, it errs on the side of, you know, I'm a broken person. Yeah, the final lines, you let me climb back in the bed you made me in, Mom. Yeah, which is like, like the epitome of being a useless child. Yeah. Like, I want to become a child again. Yeah. Yeah, he never grew up. He never grew up. But I like the line there, um, waiting on oblivion. Look at the nihilism in that line, that last, second and last... Um, mm-hmm. Like the the wind, I make my moan, howling in the canyon. There's a howl, there's a hollow in my bones. Make me cry and carry on. Make the foam fly from my tongue. Make me want what I want. Another wayward son waiting on oblivion. Yeah, this is a, definitely a dark, hopeless dark. song. There's some ni- there's some real um, nihilism. Definitely nihilism going on here. Waiting on oblivion. Like look yeah. how like you, you you've used all these things. You've used status. You've used uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. You've used the roving eye. You found a girl, right? You found, like, um, an image to, to brighten up your color, like, what you look like. Um, yeah, bad motive, like, the wrong motivations for marriage right. is to use somebody to improve your image. It's so broken in my in my estimation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make the foam fly from my tongue and waiting on oblivion. Just So, she does say waiting to be born then, again. And then the last line, right. That's an interesting one. A little medicine, then I shed my skin. So, transformation from a, a worthless louse, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a, a louse, a forgettable cad, uh, um, yeah. to something to somebody that has something contri- to contribute to the next generation. Right, and maybe that could be a way of looking at it. 
Well, she well, wants read, this to happen. Let's read the line. Waiting on the on the kingdom come to meet me in my sin. Waiting to be born again. Mother, kiss me chicken, cheek and chin. Mm, a little medicine. Mm, and then I shed my skin. Mm, and let me climb back in to the bed you made me in. And that and that that is like for me that's a childlike image like a little medicine like oh mom my head hurts right and then I shed my and then I like I like I think of like taking my clothes off and and getting back getting back into PJs or something mm-hmm. and climb back into the bed that you made me in to like get over my sickness here but like I don't know what it could mean that that's really interesting and then I shed my skin though that's an interesting line yeah. Well, it's a skin that he's been given. Yeah. It's an expectations. Those are expectations on him. Yeah. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking for another uh, reference to that earlier on in the song. I don't really see it. It starts but, with the mother at the beginning and mother at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, but not not so much about his skin. About um, he want he's always wanted his mom to be his shelter. He's a, he's a boy that never grew up. Yeah. Um, he actually physically grew up, but in his maturity, he did not individuate. It's uh, yeah, it's there's some petulance here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I, I like it because it conveys the sense of like what it feels like to grow up as this kind of person. It, I think it really does capture that well. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't stand up for it, but I I think like it's it's there's something there that. Yeah, so with these three songs, if we're talking about morning yearning. It's a morning yearning. It's a morning yearning. Dark chandelier. And the rain coming down like a dark chandelier. And Young Man America. Young Man in America. Young Man in America. We have a range, if you will. Um, a few different ways to deal with disappointment. Mm-hmm. Mitchell's song it's the it's the nihilistic one it's the mm-hmm. there's no hope there I mean things are lost things really are broken mm. that's the way the song ends we're hoping for something better Dark Chandelier a little bit more hopeful because yeah. at least there's the line I have work to do yet he's gonna redeem himself ah. in his work realizes that he has something else to live for and then obviously morning yearning completely changes it around from being depressed and sad trying to shut the sun out to actually accepting it and and living in that warmth of it and in in the warmth of his loved one yeah again like the way these both these last two songs that i think the way they end can be interpreted either way either hopefully or nihilistically and in death and 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 just you know Mm -hmm. suffering or whatever and pain or nothing being nothing having changed yeah Right, because you could say that like uh, I want to uh, waiting to be born again, and there's maybe something metaphorically speaking about returning to returning to the mother figure in your life mm-hmm. to to shed your skin. Yeah, mothers um, mothers nurture us, but they're also the catalyst for us yeah. to grow up. Yeah. So we, we cannot all. We can't always look at our mothers as providers. Yeah. Um, there has to be a moment where yeah. we take on that role, that identity as a provider, whether we're a man or a woman, whatever. We we there's that individuation process that needs to happen, mm-hmm. that maturation uh, from child to adult. 
And it's a, it's a mournful process. Yeah. We do have to look at our parents differently, our mother specifically here. We can always, if we have a good relationship, we can go to our mom and be comforted by her. Uh, but our identity, I guess, our, we, our foundation isn't, what does my mom say of me? And I have to rely on her completely for all my provisions. No, that has to stop at right. some point. Right, it's the it's the baby bird staying in the nest too long. Mm-hmm. Right, the mama pushes the bird out. Yeah, the mom has to like and and parents. Well, in our culture, in our humankind, mm-hmm. we need to be pushed out of the nest. And Mitchell gives uh, an image of a father too. I mean, she says, "Oh, shepherd, father, shepherd, shepherd us." Um, That's almost like it sounds like it's, she's crying out for something. Yeah, wishing, hoping for it to be a good um, a good example. Like I said, but. I don't know if the father image is as um, hopeful as the mom. So mm-hmm. earlier here, my daddy was a repo man, didn't give a damn for me, uh, going to wish he never had me. So the this boy yeah. is rebelling yeah. against yeah. a neglectful father, a yeah. kind of a loser father. Yeah. So now we're, we're on the topic of parenting here. This song has taken us to parenting. And parenting came up in Dark Chandelier also. This yeah. Tom, Tommy gave up his role as a good parent. Yeah. Uh, parenting uh, came up in the first song, too. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. ever, you notice how all three of the songs so far talk about men? Mm-hmm. And your position and your role in like society and what to do and like all that. And yet two of them are written by women. Yeah. Two of them are written by women. Mm-hmm. And those aren't hopeful songs. Yeah. Not entirely, at least. Right. There's no hope in them. Ben Harper's song is the one that is most obviously hopeful. It has something hopeful. to offer in terms of hope, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know, and that may be something that the, the authors themselves are not even aware of, or what maybe, I mean, we're just speculating here. Mm-hmm. The perspective may may have influenced more than we realize. And when you don't come from that perspective, it's like, I think there's something about both Tommy and this Young Man in America, the Dark Chandelier song in Young Man in America, that captures some sort of essence of men. Mm-hmm. Some essence of men. And I think it misses on some other essences of men. Of, of manhood or masculinity, whatever. whatever so it's not a well-rounded uh, yeah, there's perspective not a, on it. It doesn't round out at the end. Right? Yeah. It, there, there's a sort of... There's a sort of, like... Like, I think, yeah, I think Ben Harper's song, at least at the very end, rounds out and says, Wait a second but what if right there's the glimmer of like what if there's a glimmer a glimmer of wonder and hope because that's what wonder is it, it just it just asks a question a simple question like what if it, what if it could be all different mm-hmm. <laughs> and a uh, young man in america he's climbing in back into the he sounds so toxic he's just climbing mm-hmm. back into his mother's bed yeah to the bed that he was made in so let's see if we could do this over or something like that mm-hmm. and uh dark chandelier tommy recklessly drives his car rage like in rage mode down the street Mm -hmm. and gets into a flaming car crash Mm -hmm. is on the cusp of death so we believe are led to believe yeah they're cautionary tales Mm -hmm. all of them Mm -hmm. and i can just imagine some people listening who have a negative reaction to the naysayer I mean if these songs we can call them a naysayer in the sense of oh man they're more pessimistic you know Um, and it's easy to reject 
somebody if they're bringing in a cold hard truth like this because it's it is hard to accept if if america does this to people why well, I, I don't like that you know i have a different image of america yeah um so i guess how can we how can we listen without rejection to these cautionary tales I think, I think, like I said earlier, you have to take um, a sober look at what's going on here. No, notice a, a pattern I'd like to point out, if possible. The last two songs were about a large scale of existence, which is like, like they came from a political perspective, a large political societal perspective. So the authors themselves admit, well, we were looking at, I was looking at the Occupy website, and hearing all these stories of a lot of different people. Uh, and, you know, the, it's no secret, the Occupy movement is a political one, right? I mean, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, right. So so that's uh, so that, there's that. And then Young Man in America is just uh, a similar sort of take. She was saying, looking at the re- the, the recession era, mm-hmm. the depression era, is that what she said? Recession. Recession? Yeah. Yeah, on the streets with their furniture, yeah, r- was influenced by the recession. So economics again and politics and that's the perspective it's being written from and what has Ben Harper's written from what's the perspective there the man mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. what he's thinking right what, what how he sees the world Even outside of him how he experiences the economic machine too right how he experiences <clears throat> it though Right. Mm-hmm. It's written from him saying, like, that this is the way that w- the world is out there. And that's the way the world is out there. And yet, if I take it all in, it's it's inward. It's inward focused. Mm-hmm. It's He's witnessing, right? He's looking out and observing, but he is applying it inwardly. And it's not political. He's not seeking political change. He's not seeking economic change of any kind. At all. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, how do I become a better man? It's how do I become a person who loves more or or discovers where love is in my life? You know what I think might be helpful is to look at another episode at what America says women should be through songs. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I think it'd be nice to balance out what we've talked about today with uh, different perspectives on what women are forced to believe about themselves and then we can look at the cautionary side of it and hopefully find some hope in uh and in, in, we recognize what that narrative is and we recognize if we've adopted it and then what to do about it if we don't like it mm-hmm. definitely want feedback as we're going along uh, we can i'd love to hear who agrees with our conclusions who's been challenged by our questions and as music lovers, I want all kinds of music suggestions. And I'd so. love to hear your guys' uh, disagreements, too. Mm-hmm. What's, what don't you like? What, what would make you press the dislike button, so to speak? You know? Yep. Because good conversations don't have to be in agreement. They can be in conflict sometimes, and they can be difficult. And I'd like to know what that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll also have the notes. So, Stephen here, I've done uh, kind of a deep analysis of the musicality and the lyrics. A lot of it didn't get brought up on the show, uh, but it's going to be available for reference. 
And like I said in the beginning, we'll have a, a parallel podcast with just the music to listen to. And we'll, we like show ideas, too. I want to hear some show ideas. So what are some topics that we could look at through music and do some roundtable discussion on it? Sweet. So for now, we'll finish off this first inaugural episode of Music Well um, with a thank you for listening. I've had a lot of fun. Me too. I can't wait to see what else we talk about. Super interesting. Yeah. And hopefully none of our biases showed up and all the things that we said. But <laughs> they probably showed up. You can't deny yeah. our biases. We all have them. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I mean, all these songs speak to me in different ways. I constantly come back to Dark Chandelier as a, as a very beautiful showpiece of, uh, of songwriting. And just encourage everybody to look up Anna Tivel's Dark Chandelier and the rest of her music. Also, of course, if you don't know Ben Harper's music, indulge in a lot in his work. Find him live if you can. Uh, he wrote Morning Yearning. And lastly, Anais Mitchell, uh, Voss, with your recommendation of her song Young Man in America. Uh, three solid songs. And we'll continue uh, looking at the next theme, uh, future themes, if you will, on this, on this podcast, Music Well. Thanks, everybody for joining us on this journey. Thank you, guys.